0: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of Simplifying the Sod. Uh, today, is, today is Erev Chanukah. tonight is Hanukkah, it's the 28th of November. And uh, we will read this week, Perashat Miketz. Miketz almost always falls out as Shabbat Hanukkah. We discussed a little bit based on last week's uh, Perashat, the Perashat we read yesterday, how it relates to Hanukkah, we'll, we'll mention it again as we go on. But one of the things that I, I find always interesting is if we can take something from the tefillah and make it more personal. If we can give it a little something more, then it'll allow us to have a little more kavanah when we say the tefillah. Beginning tonight and for the next eight days, we say in the Amidah, each time we say the Amidah, and each time we say Birkat Hamazon, we say Al-Hanisim. In Al-Hanisim, we have Bime Matityahu, during the days of Matityahu. And we go through the, the what the Greeks hoped to do to us, and then what Hashem did for us. And we have an interesting interesting uh, uh, way of, uh, of our rabbis putting it. We say Masarta Giborim Beyar Chalashim. Hashem gave over the strong ones in the hands of the weak. Beyad in the hands. Verabim and the many, beyad Me'atim, and the many in the hands of the few. Ureshaim and the wicked Beyad sadikim. The wicked in the hands of the sadikim. Utemeim and the impure, Biyad Tehorim in the hands of the pure. Vezedim Bayad Oske Toratecha. And uh the ones uh the ones who were uh against us in the hands of, uh, of those who follow the Torah. So interesting, we have this term, biyad, 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 five times. We try to see how this relates to this week's parasha, and we're going to give us something that will help us to, to think of it a little more. Now, I noticed something yesterday, and the, the class we're giving now, we actually discussed last night in Seudah Shilishi. I noticed something yesterday when I was going through the parasha. And we see when Yosef has the dreams And it says something very interesting It says And Yosef dreamt a dream He tells to his brothers And they continue to hate him And then it seems Listen to this dream So I saw a Midrash that says That there was a dream that he told them, they hated him, and then he told them this dream. This dream is the dream where we where we learn about the different sheaves of wheat that are the other the brothers she's are bowing to Yosef, and then we'll have another dream where the sun, the moon, the stars are all bowing to Yosef. But it seems there was a dream that the Torah doesn't describe, according to the midrash, and that dream interesting enough, has Yosef representing himself as one candle, and his brothers represented by ten candles, and he tells his brothers that the ten candles cannot uh, overcome the one candle. I'm very sorry, we just paused the class for a minute, but the, uh, the dream, the, this, this first dream that the Torah doesn't record... Uh, with regard to one candle and ten candles and Yosef telling them he had a dream that ten candles can't put out one candle. And it's interesting that uh we always uh, we we often read Ashadva Yeshev before Hanukkah and we allude to candles. And I saw the rabbis tell us that we see this the reason the Torah doesn't tell us is because it's not relating to the same that Yosef is going to be in charge. But at the end of uh the end of the book of Bereshit, after Yaakov dies, when the brothers come to Yaakov and they tell Yaakov, listen, they tell Yosef, listen, our father, he wanted you to forgive us. Yosef again brings up the same dream. He recalls this dream and he tells his brothers, look, if I dreamt then that 10 candles can't put out one candle, then certainly one candle can't put out 10 candles. So you have nothing to worry about. You have nothing to fear from me. And the rabbis tell us that Yosef dreamed the dream and then he told the dream. Then he remembered the dream. And he told the dream again. So there's four times we hear about these 11 candles. 11 times 4 is 44. These are the 44 candles of Hanukkah. thought that was a nice uh, little tidbit. But we have in the perashah that we're going to read next week. It says, Yosef Yosef sees Itam with them. Et ben Yamin. He sees his brother Ben Yamin. And he says, To the person who's in charge of his house bring these men to the house, and he says utvoach and uh, slaughter uh, meat, and prepare it. Because because I'm going to eat with them this afternoon. The rabbis tell us interesting thing. The two words, the two words, tevach uh, uh, tav, uh, tav, uh, says utvoach tavach So If you take the last letter of tevach. It's Chet, and you take the word Vehachen, Vav Hechafnun, these letters, all these five letters, spell the word Hanukkah. So it's an allusion to Chanukah that Yosef is referring to. He saw Benjamin, there's an allusion to Chanukah. And also, the the Gematria of Tvoach Tavach, Tevach, uh, to slaughter meat, is also an allusion to Chanukah. Why? Because it's the Gematria of 44. 44. So the rabbis tell us, "Birov Hashani," many years Chanukah it falls out on this parasha, and and we see also that it says in the beginning of the parasha, Vahi and it was, it was it was miket It was after two years, and the word Shinataim can stand for small ne'er tadlik yamin mezuzah. On the left, we light the candle of Chanukah. Of the menorah, and on the right is the mezuzah. So we have a number of allusions in these Pashio to Chanukah. We also mentioned in last week's class that Yosef Hasadik, as the Megaleh Mukot explained on Parashat Vayechanun, the gematria of Yosef is this is one fifty six, which is the same as Melch Yavan, which is the same as Antiochus, because the Greeks hoped to overcome Yosef through through going against his midah brimila. The Midah being Shomer, the, the Midah, the milah, This is what the Greeks hope to overcome, but Yosef is the one who overcomes the Greeks. They're both the same Gematria. Now, the Rabbis tell us that Yosef made a, a Hanukkah feast for his brothers, and at the feast, it says that he handed out portions to all of them, and then to to uh, to Benjamin, it says. He gave, the, he gave him chamesh yadot, five portions. But the word yadot really is yadot, it seems to be hands, yadaim, hands, yad, hands. What are these five hands? These go back to what we just described as the five hands that are in Al-Hanisim. So in a way, Yosef is giving these five hands, beyad, 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 this formula in Al-Hanisim and he's giving it out to his brother in order for us to be able to have this miracle of Chanukah. Now we know that the Gemara tells us that Tanya, shel Yehuda. what was in the portion of Yehuda? We know that Yushalayim is in the cross between the portions of Yehudah and Benyamin. In Yehuda was the Har Habayit, was the was the uh, the Temple Mount the chambers and the courtyards? Uma yabechol kosho Ben And what was in the the courtyard of Ben Yamin. It says ulam vehechal bet So in the courtyard of 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 ben Yamin was the antechamber, the hechal, and the chamber of the kotechah Now remember, we read shekesh shekesh shekeshed Nichnesu yevanim lehechal. So they came into the Hechal. And again, the Hechal is in the part of Benyamin. And we read also in the Al-Hanisim, They cleaned out your Hechal. Again, this part relates to the portion of Benjamin. Furthermore, Rabbeinu writes, each month of the year is related to one of the Shevatim, And the month of Kislev is related to Benjamin. So we have... All of these allusions to Benjamin, to these five hands, to the cleaning of the Hechal, all of them relating to Chanukah. Now, Rabbi Pinchas Friedman, who this class is based on, he says that he wants to delve deeper into what motivated Yosef HaSadiq to give Benjamin a five-fold portion. Clearly, the fact that Yosef arranged this feast of Hanukkah and Mitzrayim and gave Benjamin a five-fold portion corresponding to the five hands Associated with the victory of the Chashmonaim indicates that Yosef and Benjamin are connected to Chanukah. The Achar writes in the name of the Mikubalim. He says where it says Yiten Hashem et Hayishah baAel betecha Asher banu shetehem et Bet Israel. He says from here we learn that the the first Bet Hamikdash corresponded to le'ah. The second Bet HaMikdash corresponded to Rachel. Therefore, he prepares Yosef a feast of Hanukkah for his brothers. He gave Benjamin symbolic of the son of Rachel, his second son, this fivefold portion because the miracle of the Cheshwanim is going to occur into the second Bet HaMikdash. Furthermore, we have to remember that in the second Bet HaMikdash, there were five items that were missing from the first Bet HaMikdash. The first relating to the Aaron, the Kaporet, the Keruvim—that's one. The heavenly fire, the Shechinah, the Ruach Hakodesh, the Urim V'Tumim. So Yosef Hasadik feared that because there are five things missing from the second Ben Hamikdash, which is located in the territory of Benjamin, therefore, what did he have to do? He had to make up for the five things by giving this fivefold bracha, this fivefold to to Benjamin, which becomes the five hands which is what will make up the missing items from the second Ber HaMikdash. And in fact, we see the Gemarans in, in, in Sotah says, Yosef, who sanctified the name of heaven, clandestinely merited that they added one letter of the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu him, As it's written, Edut Yehosef Shemo. We see the name Yosef has the He added, BeYehosef Shemo. This He relates to the five, that Yosef is adding to Benjamin in order to make up for the five things that are lacking in the second Beit Hamidash. Let us continue. We see that when Moshe Rabbeinu brings a Beracha and he blesses all the Shabbatim, he blesses the, the tribe of Benjamin. And he says, He says that Hashem dwells between his shoulders. He dwells between his shoulders. What does that mean? Rashi comments that Moshe Rabbeinu was giving a, a prophecy that the Beit HaMikdash is destined to be built in the territory of Benyamin. Going further, what is this idea of Ben Ketefav? We say Ben Ketefav is Mida keneged midah. When we see in the end of this coming week's Perasha that the cup is discovered in the sack of Benjamin, the brothers are very upset with him. In fact, the brothers start to yell at him and they say to him, Just like your mother was a thief, you're a thief. Your mother stole the teraphim from her father Laban, and this caused trouble to our father Yaakov, and you stole. This cup from Yosef, and you're causing trouble to us. And it says each of the brothers beat him between the shoulders. What happened? He didn't say anything. He didn't protest. He didn't say anything. And the Gemara in, in, in Yoma should apply to Binyamin. It says, those who suffer insult and those who hear a, uh, a, uh, they hear their disgrace and they do not reply who perform Hashem's will out of love and are happy even in suffering. Regarding them, the Pasuk says, <speaking in Hebrew> But they who love Hashem shall be as the sun going forth in its might. This is really about, about uh, Benjamin. Benjamin suffers the indignity of being beaten between his shoulders. And therefore, he's given midah, that the... That, that Hashem is going to look kindly upon him and he's going to allow the Bet HaMikdash to be built in his in his area, in his uh, territory. So we're going to look, that's the first reason. We see that because he ac- accepted the blows between his shoulders, that's one reason the Bet HaMikdash is built in his territory. We're going to see four more reasons and we're going to relate these five reasons to the five yad that we have in the al Hanisi. The second reason we see, it says, Why did Benjamin, why was he so fair to have the Bet HaMikdash built in his territory? And it says that it's like a king who came to visit his children. Each one said, Let him live with me. And the youngest one said to himself, Is there a chance he's going to live with me instead of my older brothers? And he stood in the side looking sad and forlorn, feeling down and depressed. And his father saw him. And his father. He felt for him and he said, you know, the food and drink are going to come from the older brothers, but I'm going to be with you. Thus HaKadosh Baruch Hu said the Beit HaMikdash is going to be in the territory of Benjamin and the Korbanot are going to come from the other Shivatim. So we see here that Benjamin merited having the Beit HaMikdash built in his territory because he's the youngest son. He's considered unworthy in his own mind that the, that the Shekhinah should rest in his territory. We know that the purpose of the Bet HaMikdash was to serve as a dwelling place for the Shekhinah. Asuli Mikdash, build me a Mikdash, I'm going to dwell among them. And the rabbis teach us that, that this aspect of humility of Anava is what Hashem likes. And therefore, because Benjamin showed this level of Anava, who am I? It's not going to be by me. He's the one who was chosen to be. The third reason the rabbis bring is we see that all of the Shevatim, the 11 brothers, where were they born? They were born in Haran. They were born in Syria. There was one brother who was born in Eretz Israel, And that one brother born in Eretz Israel was who? Was Benjamin. And the rabbis tell us, in the Mishnah, Eretz Yisrael Tehora, the land of Israel is pure. And it's mikvaot, a pure. It's basically, it's able to give purity to everything else. So all of this relates to Benjamin, and therefore we see that Hakadosh Baruch saw it was pure and proper to have the Ben Hamikdash built in the territory of Yosef, who's the one born in Eretz Yisrael, relating to the purity of Eretz Yisrael. The fourth reason that that the Ben Hamikdash is built in his in his territory, according to the Sifre, is we see that Benjamin was not involved in the sale of Yosef. HaKadosh Baruch said, how can I build it there? And they're going to ask me for mercy. Yeah, build it by there, by, by Benyamin. He wasn't involved. The Shekhinah can dwell there. It could dwell with, with them. And we know that the, the the first Bet HaMikdash was destroyed by the three carnal sons The second by Sinachinam. So the reason the second Gidash was destroyed on account of Sinachinam is explicit. Hashem chose to have the second Bet HaMikdash erected in the territory of Benjamin because he wasn't involved in the sale of Yosef. A sale which was motivated by the brothers' hatred. Therefore, when sinachinam became prevalent during the period of the second benamikdash, Hashem destroyed it. So, really, we see that 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 Benjamin is not involved in this idea of sinachinam. He's not involved in the sale of Yosef. The fourth reason we see is there's again a, mash- a mashal that's brought. So why was Benjamin that, that, uh, worthy that it should be located in his territory? It says that a king had many children. When they grew up, each one goes on his own, each goes to his own location. Who's left? The youngest one is left with his father. This youngest child is with his father. And this youngest child is going to be with his father. And the, the Midrash tells us, it says that the He was the one his father loved. He says, he ate with him, drank with him. He leaned on him when he went out. He leaned on him when he came in. Also Benyamin, the righteous. He was the youngest. And what happened? Yaakov Avinu ate with him. He drank with him. And when Yaakov would go out, he would lean on him. He would lean on him coming. He would lean on him going. The place where this righteous person placed his hands he says what is that that's his shoulders that's the shoulders he's leaning on the shoulder of ben yamin says therefore we have that moshe brings between the shoulders he dwells furthermore we have the mashal that says about a king he has one daughter and the daughter is going to get married to a king from another country And the king doesn't want his daughter to leave. But the king from the other country says, Listen, I have to go back home. I have to take your daughter with me. She's my wife. So the king tells his daughter and tells this other king, Do me a favor. You're taking my daughter. You're going to your country. Do me one favor. When you build your palace, build for me a room, a small room, that I can come and visit and be with you. This, we say, is Hashem with the Torah. He gave B'nai Israel the Torah. And he says to B'nai Israel, Build me a mikdash v'shachantibetocham. I'm going to live among you. Now, of the three avot, which is the one who represents Torah? We say Abraham represents Chesed, Yitzhak represents Avoda, and Yaakov Avinu represents the Torah. So the Torah is leaning on Benjamin, and therefore, which territory should the Torah be given in? Which territory should the the Becha mikdash be built in? V'asuli mikdash v'shachantibetocham in the territory of Benjamin. Furthermore, the Gemara teaches us what's greater, the, the learning or serving. And it's, it brings a beautiful thought. It says, Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rav Shimon bar Yochai, attending to those who study Torah is greater than studying itself. And we see it based on Elisha, the son of Shafat, And he says, who is Elisha? He was the student, the servant of Eliyahu and Avi. And it says, what happened? He poured water on the hands of Eliyahu. It doesn't say he studied from Eliyahu, he learned from Eliyahu. He says he served Eliyahu. So serving is greater. And we see here that Benjamin is the one who serves his father. Therefore, it should be built in his territory. So now we're going to go back and relate. We had the five hands, the mighty in the hands of the weak, the many in the hands of the few, the impure in the hands of the pure, the wicked in the hands of the righteous, and the willful sinners in the hands of those occupied with the study of Torah. These are the five hands. Let's relate each of the hands and let's think about them when we pray. We say, He gave over the strong ones in the hands of the weak. This is Benjamin. He got beat between his shoulders. He didn't say anything. He kept quiet. He was considered the weak. And there, this is the first yad. And the merit of him not arguing back, not fighting back, accepting accepting what the others are doing, he's able to defeat through him, the Chashmonaim, able to defeat the Greeks who are mightier than them. The many in the hands of the few. As the youngest brother, Benjamin, he humbled himself. He held himself in low esteem. He did that in relationship to his brothers. This justifies the portrayal of the few as the Gemara says, Hashem is going to bestow greatness upon you, those who humble themselves before Hashem. The third reasons, so he said that he's the youngest, he has humility. So he's accepting of someone who's yelling at him, someone who's, he's, he's not fighting back, he's not arguing back, he's not causing a big ruckus, let it go by, let's, let, let it slip. That was the first. The second is his humility. The third is the impure in the hands of the pure. We have to remember Benjamin was born where, in Eretz Israel, and therefore this idea of the pure in the hands of the impure relates to Benjamin. The fourth, the wicked in the hands of the righteous. Remember, he is the one. He's the one who didn't sell Yosef We have to say, and we have to see that the term sadiq is employed, Biyad sadikim is employed with regard to Joseph as sadiq. Yosef is sadiq isodolam. He's the epitome and foundation of righteous. And we find this description of Yosef in the pasuk, al mecharam bekesev sadiq. They sold the sadiq for money. Therefore, in the merit that he wasn't involved, the righteous Hashmonaim defeated the wicked Greeks. And finally, ve'zedim be'yad oske toratecha, the will for sinners in the hands of those occupied with the study of the Torah, corresponds to the fifth reason. In the merit of Yaakov Avinu, the pillar of Torah, leaning on the shoulders of Binyamin, the Beit HaMikdash was built in his territory. In keeping with the maxim, greater is it to serve than to learn. Therefore, in his merit, the Chashmoraim, who studied the Torah, who served the Torah, defeated the Greeks who were willful sinners and heretics. So Rabbi Pinchas Friedman says, we learned a beautiful and valuable lesson. It's imperative we follow in the footsteps of binyamina Sadiq. In the merit of these five admirable attributes, Hashem rested His Shekhinah in the territory of Benyamin. Also in this merit, the Cheshmonaim defeated the Greeks in the miracle of Hanukkah with the five hands. In this merit, we pray that Hashem should also rest His Shekhinah among us when the third Bet Hamidrash is built. in Hera. This gives you a little better connection to the Al-Hanisim when we say the Al-Hanisim and we say... All of these, beyan, uh, beyan, beyan, to think of all of these things and try to see how can we pur- we ourselves relate to it. I want to wish everybody uh, a beautiful and, and, and wonderful Hanukkah this year. May this Hanukkah be a Hanukkah of miracles. May we all see miracles. May we all who need Yeshua see Yeshua. May Hashem bless us and bless all of us. And may we all see, as we said, Mashiach bin Hirabi, Amen, in the building of this everlasting third bed HaMikdash.